welcome to Mousalaneous, where we will discuss everything Disney from the parks to the movies and everything in between with a special Disney recipe every week. This week we are reviewing the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And on to the news. Summer House on the Lake on the west side of Disney Springs is much closer to opening with its marquee and windows now being installed. The restaurant operated by Lettuce Entertainment you restaurants is currently in the process of hiring staff and this was in the former bongos location they're saying it's supposed to open november ish of this year and the candlelight processional they have a list of all the celebrity narrators this is from november 24th it's starting in november 24th for part of the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. I had to Google half of these people because I didn't know who they were. Yeah, I'm looking at this list and I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that first one I thought I said Cheesy Mets. There's Chrissy Metz, November 24th to 25th. She's from This Is Us TV show. Louis Fonzi, November 26th to 27th. He's a Puerto Rican singer. And Margaret knew. Apparently, she almost married Elvis. She will be there November 28th to 29th. She won five Golden Globe Awards and nominated for two Academy Awards. She was in a movie that Jack Nicholson was nominated. I forgot That's to type sad it that in. You have to explain who Anne Margaret is. I feel so old. I don't. You know who she is? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> She's I'm, a 50s movie star. I'm not as old as you guys is. are, so. I don't rec- I recognize the name, but I couldn't like. I wouldn't know who she was. Like she was in a, a Elvis movie, and that's all I know about her. <laughs> Fair enough. And Simu Liu, November thirtieth to December second, they play Shanghai Chi, Shang Chi. I'm doing that. Jesus. Simu Liu. What is Shanghai Chi? <laughs> Is that sort of like a Tai Chi class kind of situation we got going on there? It's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Sim, Simu Lu, I don't know how to say this. November 30th to December 2nd, played Shang-Chi in the, the new Marvel movie. John Stamos, everybody knows, December 3rd to 5th. Neil Patrick Harris, December 6th to 8th. Marley Matlin, December 9th to 11th. Brendan Fraser, December 12th to 14th. That's so cool. I would so go see him. Yeah, I love him. I still need to watch. I saw Paramount Press got the whale on there, so I'll have to watch that. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, I just don't want to cry. <laughs> then don't watch it. Yeah. And then we have Eva Longoria, December 15th to 16th. Joey McIntyre from New Kids, December 17th to 18th. Sterling K. Brown, which is also in This and Us, December 19th to 20th. Jordan Fisher, December 21st to 23rd from Secret Life of the American Teenager. No idea who they were. No and I watched that show. No, I, I didn't remember them. Stephen Curtis Chapman, December 24th to 26th, the Christian music singer, songwriter, record producer. Audra McDonald, December 27th to 28th. Broadway Stage has won six Tony Awards and has won more performances than any other actor. I want to say she does the iFarts Festival a lot. Probably. As a performer. Probably. And then lastly, we have Lisa Ling from December 29th to 30th. Do you know who's not on this list? Did I just notice? 
Whoopi. Oh, she's taking a year off, or they didn't ask her. <laughs> she could be filming something too. You yeah, know, it's it's all it all could be schedule or what have you. And the, this candlelight processional takes place at the American Gardens Theater and World Showcase, November twenty fourth to December thirtieth, with show times at five fifteen, seven, and eight thirty. And the parking rates have gone up. Standard parking for a car or motorcycle is now $30 per day. So that's a $5 increase. Preferred parking for a car or motorcycle is $45 to $50 or $55 per day, depending on season. And your oversized vehicle for a shuttle, limo, camper trailer, RV, bus, or tractor trailer. Who the hell drives a tractor trailer? I've seen people park tractors at Mm -hmm. hotels. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And that's increased by $5 to $35 per day. These are not awful prices to me for some reason. No, considering that's what it that's what we pay to park our car at the airport every day when we go to Florida. So and not only that, like some theme parks are much more expensive for parking, I yeah. feel. But I mean we're DVC, so we don't pay. This is true. <clears throat> Epcot Space 220 restaurant is celebrating its second anniversary with a new menu of signature cocktails and zero proof mocktails. The new Space 220 cocktails are Galaxy Spritz, Lagoon Bay Aperitif, Lychee Liqueur, Fresh Lemon Juice, and Prosecco. So this is a margarita, but the, the first A are, are number four. So it's M4, RG4, R. Oh, and it's a one instead of an I. T-A, okay. Espelon Blanco Tequila, Watermelon Lime Sour, and Salted Lime Foam. Illumination is Bacardi, Malibu, Passion Fruit, Blood Orange, Pineapple, Lime Sour, and Passion Fruit Boba. Saturn 2.0, Bacardi 8, Velvet Falernum, Orgy, Passion Fruit, and Lemon Juice. A Black Hole Fashion. <laughs> this actually sounds really good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Knob Creek, Demerara, and Whiskey Barrel Aged Bitters. Space Age Mule. Tito's Vodka, Fresh Carrot Juice, Mango Lime Juice, Ginger Beer, and Tajine Rim. That's Command awesome. Center. Hendrix Gin, St. Germain Elderflower Liqueur, Lemon Juice, and Citrus Elderflower Foam. Shuttle Crew. Kettle One Peach and Orange Blossom Vodka, Vanilla Tangerine, Red Bull, and Tang Foam. Oh, you, tang you had foam. me until Tang Foam. <laughs> you had me until Red Bull. I'm curious about Tang Foam because I like Tang. Ugh. Gamma Burst, Grey Goose Strawberry Lemongrass, Midori Melon Liqueur, and Strawberry Popping Pearls. Alcoholic Zero Proof Mocktails, Starship Lemonade, was Butterfly Pea Flower, Lemonade, Sprite, and a Glow Cube. Moon Rocks, Lemon Juice, Blue Cotton Candy Syrup, Sprite, Pineapple Juice, and Pop Rocks. Solar Flare Sour, Lear's Agave Blanco Non-Alcoholic Tequila. Who would drink tequila on purpose for the taste? I like tequila. Mango lime juice, grapefruit bitters, and fever tree tonic water. I had no idea there was non-alcoholic tequila in the world. I didn't know that was a thing. I know there's alcohol-removed wine. I just found out this year, but I didn't know about alcohol, no alcohol tequila. It can't be good. Harambe Market serves up African-inspired fare, including a variety of rice bowls. Highlights include the chicken and shrimp rice bowl and the impossible kofta pita. The beef and lamb kofta pita combines house-made beef and lamb kofta with a refreshing tzatziki sauce, tremula, and house-made chips. Each dish features jollof rice with kombu- 
kachubari tomato salad and tzatziki sauce. And you can choose between tremula marinated chicken, peri-peri marinated shrimp, or both to top it off. A new kid's version is also available. The shrimp and rice bowl with peri-peri marinated shrimp, white rice, and cuties mandarin orange. The harami salad with chicken combines tremula marinated chicken with quinoa, grilled corn, black-eyed peas, and crispy chickpeas topped with tremula herbs vinaigrette. And a new mango passion fruit cheesecake rounds out the new offerings at Harambe Market. At Breakfast Bites, the stuffed pancake sandwich offers a blend of sausage, guava paste, egg, and cheese available at multiple locations, including Drinkwala, Trek Snacks, and Pangu Pangu. Kusafari Coffee Shop and Bakery adds to the breakfast menu with the egg and bacon croissant sandwich and the breakfast tachos, the later featuring potato barrels with scrambled eggs and bacon. The plant-based Impossible Gatsby fills a pita pocket with plant-based picadillo, tomato pepper relish, a crispy potato sticks, and tops it off with a plant-based aioli. The Harissa Chicken Wrap brings together Harissa chicken salad and vegetables with an avocado spread rolled in a spinach tortilla. Both items are served with house-made potato chips. Also at Pongo Pongo, the new cinnamon roll is set to make its debut in Pandora, the world of Avatar. Flame Tree and Pizza Fari. Pizza Fari is set to introduce the impossible burnt ends and the french fries with pulled pork and cheese. <laughs> Adam's face. Impossible no. burnt ends? No. You can't mess up burnt ends by making them impossible. No. Yeah. They have to be meat. <laughs> Pizza Fari updates include the plant-based Italian sausage and antipasta side salad. No. Are there that many people that like the impossible meats? Because I've heard it's not good. It's just like chemicals all together, it's and you not. might as well we, just we tried eat the impossible vegetables. At, um, the Diamond Horseshoe, I think it's called in Disney World, right? It's Golden Horseshoe in Golden. Disneyland. I, I don't remember. I know we, we tried it. It, it just was gross. It was just the texture was off. The flavor wasn't awful, but the texture was freaking weird. And I think that was the worst part about it. It's just the the texture threw me off. I, I I just I guess they're trying to cater to vegetarians yeah. a little bit more. I don't know. Tamu Tamu refreshments introduces the Dole Whip orange soda float, and for adults, the Dole Whip hard cider float with Ace pineapple craft cider. Ooh, I tried that. All right, so over at the Italy Pavilion in Epcot, we have a new themed cart serving up a selection of red and white wines, perfect as a grab-and-go for guests strolling the World Showcase. Prices range from $9 to $15 per three-ounce glass of wine, and there are also a couple of, be a couple of beers and a limoncello spritzer on offer. You can find this on the World Showcase promenade next to Gelateria Toscana. The original Disney Plus series Behind the Attraction returns for another look behind the scenes of Disney Pixar's Parks. Whoa, Disney Pixar Parks. I'm adding words now, too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Returns for another look behind the scenes of Disney Parks' most iconic attractions, featuring interviews with the Imagineers who designed them and the cast members who operate them. Season two goes inside Pirates of the Caribbean, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, Indiana Jones, Adventure, Epcot, I guess as a whole, the food and nighttime, oh, never mind, Epcot's food and nighttime spectaculars, all six episodes of the new season are streaming November 1st, 2023 on Disney+. Plus. So we have some price updates, which are not that great. So Disney has increased the price of Walt Disney World annual passes. 
So the Dixie, di- wow, Dixie Landings <laughs> pass. I am ready to go to bed. Oh, it hasn't been Dixie Landings in years. I know. <laughs> the Disney Pixie Dust pass was previ- is now $439. It was previously $399. The Pirate Pass is now $799, which was pre- previously $749. Sorcerer's Pass is $999, Happy Haunts. <laughs> and it was previously 969 and the Incredible Press is 1449 which was previously 1399. Disney has announced though in some happier news that beginning January 9th guests with a ticket with park hopper benefits or an annual pass will be able to once again visit another theme park at any time of day during park hours. But I heard you still have to do park reservations just for your opening park. Yeah, so you can pretty yeah. much walk in, turn around, and go someplace else. Yeah. Yeah, so you can just, well, and pretty soon, I think that's going to do it with park reservations, because that's yeah. what people are going to do. They can just pick a park where they can get a reservation, go in, scan in, and walk to another park. Exactly. And on to our main topic, Kate hates another movie. I mean, we review another movie. They're, they're scared. <laughs> they're very scared of my opinions today. <laughs> The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is a 1949 American animated anthology film produced by Walt Disney Productions, released by RKO Radio Pictures and directed by Clyde Geronomi, Jack Kinney, and James Algar with Ben Sharpstein as a production supervisor. The 11th animated feature film in the Disney animation canon, it consists of two segments. The first based on the 1908 children's novel The Wind in the Willows by British author Kenneth Graham. And the second based on the 1820 short story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by American author Washington Irving. The film is the last of the studio's film era of the 1940s following Saludos Amigos in 42, Three Caballeros 44, Make Mine Music in 46, Fun and Fancy Free in 47, and The Melody Time in 48 before they returned to full-length animated features starting with Cinderella. Disney would not produce another packaged film until The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh in March of 1977. Beginning in 1955, the two portions of the film were separated and televised as part of the Disneyland television series. They were later marked and sold separately on home video. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is the only Disney animated feature film to star Basil Rathbone and Bing Crosby. So for the first one, Wind in the Willows, the first segment is based on a 1908 novel by Kenneth Graham. The scene takes place in London, England, United Kingdom between June 2nd, 1907 and January 1st, 1908. The protagonist, J. Thaddeus Toad Esquire, is introduced as the story's one disturbing element, an incurable adventurer who never counted the cost. Although he is the wealthy owner of the Toad Hall estate, Toad's adventures and positive mania for various fads have brought him to the bank, the brink of bankruptcy. As a last resort, Todd's friend Angus McBadger volunteers as Toad's bookkeeper to help Toad keep his estate, which is a source of pride in the community. One summer day, McBadger asks Toad's best friends, Ratty, a water rat, and Molly, a mole, to persuade Toad to give up his latest mania of recklessly driving around the countryside in a horse and gypsy cart, which has accumulated a great deal of financial liability and damaged property. Ratty and Molly confront Toad, but they are unable to change his mind. Toad then sees a motor car for the first time and becomes entranced by the new car, having been taken over by motor mania. 
to keep Toad out of trouble and protect Toad Hall, Ratty and Moe lock him in his bedchambers. However, Toad breaks free and is later arrested, getting charged with car theft. At his trial, Toad represents himself and calls his horse Cyril as his first witness. Steel testifies that the car which Toad was accused of taking had been stolen by a gang of weasels. Toad had entered a tavern where the car was parked and offered to buy the car from the gang. However, since Toad had no money, he instead offered to trade Toad Hall for the car. The prosecutor and judge showed disbelief toward the statement, so Toad then called the bartender Mr. Winky as a witness. However, when told by Toad to explain what actually happened, Winky claims that instead that Toad had tried to sell him the stolen car. Toad is found guilty on the spot and sentenced to 20 years in the Tower of London. As the months pass by, Toad's friends make every effort to appeal his case, but to no avail. Then on Christmas Eve, Cyril visits Toad in disguise as his grandmother and helps him escape by giving him a secondary disguise of his own. Toad runs to a railway station and hijacks an engine and drives out of the station, heading toward the riverbank without getting caught by the police riding another engine. Coming to Raddy's house. Then just McBadger visits Raddy and Molly to tell them that he discovered that Winky is the leader of the Weasel Gang who have taken over Toad Hall, proving that Toad had indeed traded his estate for the stolen car. Winky himself is in possession of the deed. Knowing that Toad is still guilty in the eyes of the law and the deed bearing his and Winky's signature would prove Toad's innocence, the quartet sneak into Toad Hall and narrowly manage to steal the deed back following a chase around the estate. The movie then ends on New Year's Day with Toad exonerated and regaining his house while it is implied that Winky and the gang have been arrested. As McBadger, Ratty, and Molly celebrate the New Year with a toast to Toad, who they believe has completely reformed, Toad and Cyril recklessly fly past in a 1903 white flyer. Toad has not truly reformed and developed a mania for planes. In the second part of this package, we have The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. So the film starts with Ichabod Crane arriving in Sleepy Hollow, New York, a small village outside Terrytown that is renowned for its ghostly hauntings, to be the town's new schoolmaster. Despite his odd behavior, appearance, and effeminate mannerisms, I think they're describing me. (laughs) Ichabod soon wins the hearts of the village women and forwards good friendships with his students. Brom Bones, the roguish town hero and bully, does his best to pull some pranks on Ichabod. However, Ichabod is very good at ignoring these taunts and continues to act charmingly with the fellow townspeople. One day, Ichabod meets and falls in love with a young Dutch woman named Katrina, the beautiful daughter of the wealthy Baltus van Tassel and Brahms' unofficial fiancé. <laughs> Despite being obsessed with Katrina's beauty, Ichabod mainly desires to take her family's money for himself. Brahms, who has never been challenged before, proceeds to compete heat badly and unfairly with the schoolmaster, but Ichabod wins Katrina over at every opportunity. Intrigued by this, Katrina uses Ichabod to tease Brom, making him jealous and angry. The two rivals are then invited to the Van Tassel Halloween party. Brom manically attempts to get Ichabod to dance with a new woman instead of Katrina, and later attempts to have him fall through a cellar door, but both attempts backfire. While both men dine, Broom catches Ichabod accidentally knocking a salt saver over and nervously tossing salt over his shoulder. Discovering that Ichabod's weakness is superstition, he decides to sing the tale of the legendary headless horseman to scare him. The horseman supposedly travels the dark, spooky woods on Halloween each year, searching for a living head to replace the one which he has lost. The only way to escape the ghost is to cross a covered bridge. 
Katrina finds the song very amusing, while Ichabod, on the other hand, starts to fear for his life. Riding home from the Halloween party, Ichabod becomes frightened of every sound he hears. His imagination begins to take over and heighten his fear and anxiety as he passes through the hollow where the headless horseman is rumored to appear. While traveling through the old European cemetery, Ichabod believes he hears the sound of an unknown horse galloping towards him, but he discovers the sound being made by nearby cattails bumping on a log. He and his horse, tired old gunpowder, begin to laugh. However, their laughter is cut short by the appearance of the real headless horseman. After being chased through the forest and nearly decapitated, there you go. <laughs> After being chased through the forest and nearly de- de- nope. After being chased through the forest and nearly decapitated, Ichabod, remembering Brahm's advice, ride across, rides across the covered bridge to stop the ghost pursuit. But as he looked back to see his ghostly pursuer vanish, the horseman stops and throws a jack o' lantern and hits him with a crash. The next morning, Ichabod's hat is found at the bridge next to the shattered jack-o'-lantern, but the schoolmaster himself is nowhere to be found. Sometimes later, Brahm marries Katrina, and rumors begin to spread that Ichabod is still alive, married to a wealthy widow in a distant county with children who all look like him. (laughs) However, the people of Sleepy Hollow sadly insist that he's been killed by the horseman. The film then ends with the last picture of the horseman laughing. He becomes a figure of the animated book, which closes, returns to the shelf, and as the camera moves away from the library shelves, the lights suddenly turn off. The narrator, frightened, finishes the scene, saying, man, I'm getting out of (laughs) here. And for cast, The Wind of the Willows, we have Eric Bloor as J. Thaddeus Toad Esquire, and J. Pat O'Malley as Cyril Proudbottom. John McLish is prosecutor and news announcer. Colin Campbell is Mr. Mole. Campbell Grant as Angus McBadger. Claude Allister is Mr. Rat. Basil Rathbone as the narrator. Leslie Dennison is judge and weasel number one. And for The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, if Bing Crosby is the narrator, Ichabod Crane and Brom Bones. The Rhythmare. The Rhythmares? I guess. That's what I would say. As the Sleepy Hollow Villagers, Mm -hmm. the Pinto Kolvig as Daredevil Brahms Horse and Ichabod Crane's vocal effects, Clarence Nash as Gunpowder Ichabod's Horse, J. Pat O'Malley as Katrina Jr. as Katrina, and Billy Blechter as the Headless Horseman. J. Pat O'Malley did the voice of Tweedledee and Tweedledum in Alice in Wonderland, and I think the Caterpillar too. But in 1938, shortly after the release of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, James Bodrero and Campbell Grant pitched to Walt Disney the idea of making a feature film of Kenneth Graham's 1908 children's book, The Wind in the Willows. Bodrero and Grant felt that The Wind in the Willows with anthropomorphized animals could only be produced using animation. To persuade Disney to approve the film, Bodrero and Grant prepared a Leica reel which combined storyboard stills with rough dialogue performed by members of the animation staff. Disney was skeptical, however, and felt it would be awful corny, but acquired the rights in April that year. The film was intended to be a single narrative feature film with the title of the same name. After some delays due to story rights, James Alger was appointed to direct the film. By April 1941, work on The Wood and the Willows had begun as animators and writers had come off from Bambi, which was nearly complete. When the Disney animated strike was finished in October of 1941, Joseph Rosenberg of the Bank of America issued an ultimatum in which he would permit an absolute loan amount of $3.5 million 
And in return, he ordered the studio to restrict itself to producing animation shorts and to finish features already in production. Dumbo, Bambi, and The Wind of the Willows, but no other feature film, would begin work until they had been released and earned back their costs. In response, the studio's feature film production, including early versions of Alice in the Wonderland and Lady and the Tramp, were heavily scaled back while The Wind in the Willows was kept in production as animation work had already begun. However, after reviewing the animation footage, Disney decided to shelve the project, deciding the quality was too far below the standard necessary to be successful in the market. The Wind in the Willows resumed production in 1946. Following his military service in World War II, animator Frank Thomas was assigned to direct additional footage for Wind in the Willows, alongside James Algar in hopes of salvaging the project. Under Dick... Wow. Under Disney's strict orders, the film was shortened down to a length of 25 minutes. However, the project was shelved again following layoffs in August 1946. Meanwhile, in December 1946, Disney started production on a new animated feature film, an adaption of Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which was to be co-directed by Jack Kinney and Clyde Jir... 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 <laughs> yeah, that's how I was... <laughs> Sure. Around the same time, there were plans developed to combine the Wind of the Willows with the legend of Happy Valley, which would later evolve into Mickey and the Beanstalk. And the Gremlins, an original story developed by Ronald. Around the same time, there were plans developed to combine the Wind of the Willows with the legend of Happy Valley, which would later evolve into Mickey and the Beanstalk. And Gremlins, an original story developed by Roald Dahl, into a package film titled The Free Fabulous Characters. When the Gremlins failed to materialize, the title was changed to Two Fabulous Characters. (laughs) (laughs) That's real creative there. (laughs) Then the legend of Happy Valley was cut from the project in favor of pairing it with Bongo, in which the two shorts were incorporated, incorporated under the title Fun and Fancy Free, which eventually released in 1947. In late 1947, Disney decided to pair The Legend of Sleepy Hollow with The Wind in the Willows into a singular package film, as neither part was long enough to be a feature film. The new film was later given its final title, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, in March 1948. It was reported that Bing Crosby has signed on to provide the narration for the Sleepy Hollow segment, while Basil Rathborn signed on to providing the narration for The Wind of the Willows segment. And for songs, The Wind of the Willows, all lyrics are written by Larry Morey and Ray Gilbert. All music is composed by Frank Churchill and Charles Wilcott. We have the Merrily song and then Auld Lang Syn for the chorus and then the legend. Sign. Auld Lang Syn. You don't know that song? It's like New Year's, every New Year's. I'm sure if I saw it, but I've never heard the name of it. And The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, all tracks are written by Don Ray and Jean DePaul. Ichabod Crane, the performed by Bing Crosby and Judd Conlon's Rhythmares. R- yeah. <laughs> and then Katrina, Bing Crosby and Judd Conlon's Rhythmares, whatever. And the headless, <laughs> the headless Horseman, Bing Crosby and the Rhythmares again. And Reception. The Norwich Times praised the film, saying that Mr. Disney, abetted by his staff, such perfect narrators of Bing Crosby and Basil Rathbone, and a pair of durable, 
Literary Works has fashioned a conclave of cartoon creatures which by and large have the winsome qualities of charm in such noted creations as Mickey, Dumbo, etc. Herman Schoenfield from Variety ranks among the best full-length cartoons turned out by Walt Disney Studios on The Wind and the Willows. He commented it had a subtle satirical edge on its comedy, which will limit its appreciation to adult audiences. The Irving legend, however, is treated with splashes of color and broad strokes of humor and violence that will appeal in a fundamental way to all age groups. Together, they compromise a solid package of varied entertainment. And for Rotten Tomatoes, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad had an approval rating at 88% based on 17 reviews, with an average score of 7.4 out of 10. It states this Disney too far may not be the most reverent literary adept adaptation, but it's remarkably crafted and emotionally resonant. Yeah. And it's a score 74 out of 100 based on five critics. And for box office, the film grossed 1.2 mil in domestic rentals in the United States and Canada, and it earned 1.625 in the world rentals. Ugh, world Rentals, and the film won a Golden Globe Award for Best Cinematography for Color. So the Mr. Toad segment of The Avengers of Ichabod and Mr. Toad was first screened on television in edited form as part of the inaugural season of the Disneyland Anthology Series on February 2nd, 1955, under the title The Wind in the Willows. It was paired with an edited version of Disney's The Reluctant Dragon due to the fact that both cartoons are based on stories by Arthur Kenneth Graham. The Ichabod segment of the film had its television premiere during the following season of TV's Disneyland on October 26, 1955, under the title The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Notably for this airing, the Sleepy Hollow and subsequent reruns, a new 14-minute animated prologue was added, recounting the life of Washington Irving, the story's author. This prologue has never been released on home media. Some of the scenes were cut when the segments were split up for home video release. For example, in The Wind of the Willows, Part of the introduction was cut because of the new music added. As a side effect, most of the original audio for the introduction was synced incorrectly. <laughs> the scene where Angus McBadger confronts the angry townspeople who are suing Toad. The newspaper scene regarding Toad's disgrace was shortened by removing the newspaper articles of his friend's attempt to reopen his case. When Toad realizes he is underwater after unknowingly jumping into a river to elude the police pursuing him, there's a brief full-body scene of Toad frantically trying to pull out the ball and chain as he is shackled to out of the floor of the river. And for The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the only thing that was cut was the introduction in the bookcases. So for Disney Parks and Resorts, the film actually has a presence at some of the Disney Parks and Resorts, mainly through rides and restaurants. There is a Sleepy Hollow Refreshments Cafe themed to The Legend of Sleepy Hollow in Liberty Square at the Magic Kingdom. While the story of The Wind in the Willows is present at Toad Hall Restaurant located in Fantasyland in Disneyland Paris. At the Disneyland Resort, Mr. Toad's, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in Fantasyland at the Disneyland Park is themed after Mr. Toad. While the frightfully, oh my god, while the frightfully fun parade during Oogie Boogie's Bash features the Headless Horseman at Disney's California Adventure Park. It used to also feature in Disney World, and we used to have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disney World, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> the Headless Horseman is also featured to ride down the main thoroughfare, thoroughfare 
during Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World. Now on to some trivia. So France has a totally different name for this. And this is called The Toad and the School Teacher in France. (laughs) Boring. That that, that, that puts a little bit of a spin on it, in my opinion. (laughs) So there's a variation Ichabod's singing lines are provided by Bing Crosby, while his laugh screams during the final sequence are done by Goofy's voice actor, Pinto Kolvig, which kind of, you can almost hear it if you listen. Yeah. If World War II hadn't swallowed up so much of Disney's workforce, they would have developed these shorts into two full-length features, rather rather than to truncate them into their current form. Mr. Toad's section of the movie was originally going to be much different. For one thing, the jailer's daughter was the one who gave Toad his female disguise instead of Cyril. (laughs) So there was actually a scene that was almost cut. And a very popular fact for this film has to do with the songs, the the song Headless Horseman. It was considered, considered to be extremely dark song, much like Hellfire from Hunchback of Notre Dame, and was nearly cut from the film, which is... We'll get into the music. If you watch the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad and Beauty and the Beast, you may notice a similar looking and acting character. Beauty and the Beast animator Andreas de Haas was influenced by Brom Bones when she started when she started work on creating Gaston. That's the first thing I said. Yep. Yeah. And the, even the, with the, like the people out the windows and stuff, it reminds you of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my God. So much so. All right. Say a prayer for me, people. I'm going to need it. See, we could have watched The Haunted Mansion. Yeah, no. I know. I saw that it came out this week. No, I'm talking about the original one. Oh, no, 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 no. The new one. New, new one's no. on new Disney ones Plus are, now. On Disney Plus, yes. I know. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start with Kate, which is always dangerous, right? Fair. So I guess we will start with Mr. Toad because he actually comes first in the package. So what do you think of Mr. Toad? I liked it. When I was watching the movie, I thought about riding the Disneyland ride. And I'm like, oh, that's the train that pops out that I scream at every time and stuff like that. <laughs> and right, the outside so... of the ride is Toad Hall. Well, no, this one doesn't have the other side of the ride. The outside facade of. Oh, the outside facade. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you said is... the other side of the ride. No, I'm sorry. The outside. My bad. Tim, what that, did you think? That's what I kept thinking about too, because I've only ridden that once or twice. Um, I never, I don't think I ever rode it when it was in Disney Disney World. But I was like, oh look, that's a scene from. They're right. Only on the movie, he doesn't go to hell. <laughs> I this used to be one of my favorite rides as a kid growing up. So this this movie, this whole thing has a special place in my heart. It's fun. It's you do have the courtroom scene, which is also in the ride. So there's a lot that's in it that that's just fun to me. I, I yeah, like the so, bartenders in the ride too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of incorporation to it. So again, it's one of my all-time classic kind of like things to watch around Halloween time. Even though that this story, this particular story, is not very Halloweeny, it's almost more Christmassy. Because yeah. towards the end, when you have that Christmas scene. And the carol at, at the song. So, I mean, it's more of a Christmas movie, in my opinion, than a Halloween movie. But we'll get into that. So what did you think of the music, Kate? I loved the music in both of them. Two up. <laughs> am, 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 did I? Hello? Is, are my headphones working? Hello? <laughs> hello? I know. That never happens. So it you know happens. I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Tim? I like the music. I really like the Hona Man the Hona Mansion. The I wish should have watched Hona Mansion. I still have it in my head. The um <laughs> No. Headless Horseman song. <laughs> well we're we're doing just we're doing Toad first. Oh, I mean Old Lang Syne is a classic. I mean, it's not really even a Disney song, but the Merrily song is, is pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. I, I love the music. I I again I, I I'm very biased. So uh, this is not going to work for me, <laughs> at least for this one. Um, and over, I guess we can just go to overall. What do you all think? For oh, like, it's like the up. story? Well, you said you liked the story already. Yeah, if I had to pick which one I liked more. Well, we'll, we'll do that at the end. So overall, Mr. Toad. Like one up, one down. I liked everything, but I still hated it. <laughs> Well, she's got she's got to be consistent. Fair enough. Understood. I like it. It just doesn't hold my attention as I don't know. As much. Okay. Like it's the sec I like the second half of it more than the first half of it. Okay. That's fair, Tim. I liked it. The only thing I would and it's a, it seems to be a theme of both of these, and I think that's maybe why they kept them together. Is Chris and Toe was kind of a was not nice. <laughs> narcissist yeah yeah and greedy and yeah he just wasn't a nice toad but yeah. i did like it because there was no real like there was no hero there was no he didn't no, change at the end he was the same he was the same yeah <laughs> there was no real like you know a lot of these movies especially back then had moral had a moral it was to them 20 and everything. minutes <laughs> <laughs> but I feel still like i mean that's still enough yeah time but it was a span of so many months and he went to jail, and he still didn't change yeah. his ways. <laughs> well, he wasn't getting the proper rehabilitation. He was <laughs> in the <laughs> tower <laughs> with a thing trapped to his leg. Come on now. His horse broke him out on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I, 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 again, I'm biased. I love this movie, so we we'll know. move on. <laughs> All right. So, The Adventures of Ichabod. What do you think, Cape? It's, it makes me laugh. Most of the time I'm laughing and I just, I love all the music in this. I love everything. It kept, it keeps my attention more than the Toad. Okay. Tim? Uh, the Adventures of Ichabod Crane was one of my favorite stories growing up. And we used to go up to Terrytown and Sleepy Hollow all the time during the fall and hang out and check it out. It's kind of like our version of Salem. So uh, what exactly is there? I've never seen pictures of it or anything. It's just an old, I mean, a lot of it's now, most of it's industrial and companies and warehouses and stuff, but you still have some of the old houses and the old buildings that are through Tarrytown and Sleepy Hollow. It's a very, like, old, lower upstate town right by the Hudson River. Cool. All right. For me, I didn't remember how dark this movie was and how it ends. Yeah. Like, the end was like, wow, that's, like, really super dark for a Disney movie. Yeah, Marsh (laughs) had to leave for softball because I watched it last night. And I was like, oh, Marsh left. (laughs) So I had to watch it by myself. (laughs) And, yeah, I was surprised. I didn't remember, like, this is when Disney was had a little bit of an edge to it, I guess. It wasn't. This one's not really it's family friendly to a point. I don't think I'd want to explain the ending to a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved it again. 
but it, it's just it was good hate music loved it loved all the music from it i just loved bing crosby i've always liked bing crosby yeah. i mean the, the even the like the dancing vocals. scene was cute yeah. when the guy was trying to switch girls and stuff mm-hmm. that was funny it's I funny for- though because i always associate bing crosby with christmas of course but now i mean you always i always forget that he did the songs for this movie well with filmette and and he has other songs. It's not just yeah, Christmas. Well, I know. He's just most famous most songs. Famous for his Christmas. Yeah. I just love the, the the style of music this is. Again, Ichabod, that 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 one song the Headless Horseman song is dark. It, it's super it's a super dark, dark story. But just great the fun song. And the music was amazing. Yeah, and I like when he, the horse, they keep chasing around, and then Ichabod accidentally ends up on the other horse, and yeah. It's, it's silly slapstick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, overall, Kate? Two up. Tim? Two up. It's one of my favorites. I watch it Same every year. year. Although, Same. again, like I said, Ichabod, not so nice. Well... Ichabod was never a nice character. That's why he died. That's why they kind of kill him off. Yeah. He wasn't meant to be a nice character. He, he was just kind of kept to himself. I just saw him as a person who just like kept to himself and like he didn't. He used his students' parents for food. Yeah. He, he was looking to marry Katrina just to get her wealth. Yeah. He didn't punish the kids who were making fun of him because their parents put good food. <laughs> <laughs> He knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all, y'all like, I, I, I personally find them equal. Like, honestly, I haven't watched Mr. Toad in a while. I usually fast forward Mr. Toad to get to Ichabod. <laughs> Adam's rolling his eyes really I'm loudly. I'm no longer talking to Kate. We will be looking for a new host. <laughs> Just so you know. I, I find them equally entertaining for different reasons, though, so... It was cute when, like, Mr. Toad, the dude brings him the, like, nightgown to, like, a grandma, and the cop thinks he's a grandma or a lady. Because the ball of chain was this big old butt. (laughs) There's a lot of funny parts to it. Again, super dark for Disney, but I enjoyed it. I I feel like he would be a part of Three Sheets. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And if you notice, the weasels had a striking resemblance to other weasels. Yes. And Roger Rabbit. Yes, very much so. There's a lot of... From these two films alone, you can see a lot of the influences in further Disney films. Yeah. I mean, definitely the Gaston was so blatantly obvious. Mm -hmm. I mean, he he gave beer to the horses and the dogs and the cats. (laughs) It just didn't freak out. He would be in Three Sheets, too. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So I like them both kind of equally. As a whole, I give both the collection two thumbs up or two ears up. I know you both like Ichabod better, correct? Yes. Yes. All right. So as a whole, though, what would you give them, Kate? Two up. Tim. Two up. Even though I like them both, um, and I, I do love... Ichabod, I don't think, if they weren't together, I don't think I would sit down and watch them separately. Correct. Well, I think there would have been more to Mr. Toad 
if they made it a full length and if he actually went to hell. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there have been more to think about, too. And but it, I feel like there's more to Toad's story in general. Yeah. Where Ichabod is pretty, it's truncated. You can see how he became a narcissist from growing up. I thought the music was on par for both. Like, they're excellent for both. 100% correct. So, I mean, these are some of my favorite movies. Or shorts, or whatever you want to call them. And that's all I'm going to say about that before I get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And start making fights. All right, so... If you watched this movie, if you enjoyed it, or you didn't enjoy it for whatever reason, please come over to Mousselinius. We can get a discussion going on it. And Tim has the recipe this week, so take it away, Tim. So this is The Witch's Flight from Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar at Disney Springs. So you need a half-ounce orange tangerine beverage syrup, half-ounce of green apple beverage syrup, half-ounce of blackberry beverage syrup, two ounces of rye whiskey, two ounces of lime sour, and one ounce of white grape juice. Pour each of the beverage syrups into three separate glasses. Combine whiskey, lime sour, and white grapefruit juice in cocktail shaker filled with ice. Shake vigorously and strain equally into each of the flight glasses. And if needed, give a quick stir. And they actually look, all three colors have the, the main color palette of each Sanderson sister. That is pretty cool. I like that idea. A lot. And it, it's right in theme pretty much with the Halloween. So that is going to do it for us for tonight. If you like what you hear, please write us in review over on iTunes. And we look forward to speaking with you real soon over on our Muscleyus Facebook group. Y'all have a great week. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Good night.